1: Hello, everyone. Hey, the podcast hasn't started yet because we have big news, don't we, Sylvan?
0: Are just so blessed by the generosity of many people, but what a thrill it was to have Michael Elliott come and talk to us. And he is such a good guy that he just keeps on giving of his shared love of John Hyatt. We have a very special gift that we are going to share with two of our lucky podcast listeners.
1: Yeah, Michael sent us an email, wished us Happy New Year, says he's looking forward to joining us again this year, and he says, I have two softbound copies of Have a Little Faith, the John Hyatt story, autographed. Please give them away to some of your listeners and let them enjoy the book. We figure most people, who listen to this podcast have already bought the book considering how often we plug it, but some people may not. Or-
0: Uh, And we'll forgive you for that. Yes. And for myself, I have three copies. One I purchased, one Mike uh, was kind enough to give to me, and then one is my, I'm gonna tear this apart because I'm constantly turning and marking post-its and so forth. So th- th- this, th- the autographed one could be your pristine save for posterity copy, while the one that you've obviously loved and read cover to cover could be the one that you've loved.
1: Yeah, I think this is a perfect time for you to win it, we want more people to know about this podcast because the more people that know about the podcast means the more chance they're going to learn about John's beautiful music. Yes. So, and
0: dive deeper than they might have before.
1: Yes. So. Starting today, which is February 12th through the end of March, all you have to do is post the review on any website about the podcast. Yep. Just share what you like about it, how to find us.
0: If you want to say, wow, that Sylvan, she's a meanie. That's fine too. You yes. Know.
1: Or Jesse may talk too much about Bruce or Jason Isbolt. That's fine too. Then just send us a copy of that review.
0: Inside, us at gmail.com. Yes. And I will even go further. You want to send an email or a Facebook message to your cousin. And it doesn't have to be on iTunes review that everyone to see. Just prove to us that you have shared with at least one person the fact that you like this podcast. And you, your name goes in the hat. If you want to do multiple, hey, we are all about extra credit around here. Uh, you can send us two, and we'll put two names, two of your names in the hat, and we will pull them.
1: Absolutely. If you decide that on your personal Facebook page, you share going one of my favorite podcasts it's perfectly good podcast where sylvan and jesse are going through every john hyatt songs send us that that's a review as far as we're concerned if you post on instagram or on x or twitter hey i love listening to perfectly good podcast here is the link where you can find it that counts both sylvan and i are on facebook we're on twitter if you want to just send us a dm saying hey Here's the example of where I talked to my my cousin or uh-huh. I sent this out, that, that works for us.
0: Yep, absolutely.
1: Any of those, we're gonna throw them all in the a virtual hat and then we're gonna draw, we will announce the winner. April 8th, so you have till March 31st, send it to us. Just
0: make sure that we know about it with a screenshot and we know that who it came from and where we can get back in touch with you. And we will uh, reach out to the winners to get the snail mail and everything after that.
1: All right. I'm excited. What a way to kick off 2024.
0: I love it. Yes. Yes.
1: we're going to quit talking. We're going to let you get to the episode. Keep (laughs) listening. And remember, have a little faith.
0: Have a little faith.
3: Spound bound and steady.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Perfectly Good Podcast, the only podcast on the internet that is counting down every John Hyatt song in alphabetical order. Though we are hoping we are Trailblazer, and soon there'll be three or four other John Hyatt podcasts out there so that me and my podcast sister Sylvan can listen. As eager consumers of a John Hyatt podcast instead of creators. Hi, Sylvan, how are you?
0: They're fun. And we'll always have the joy of saying that we're first. So, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. I am no longer as really stubborn or selfish or proud of my status of a John Hyatt fan. I think there's plenty of room. And speaking of plenty of room, It's always exciting when we have a third chair, and this is both a second and a first because it's our returning guest, our good friend from the John Hyatt Facebook page. It it was so much fun the first time you joined us to have a discussion, Jamie. I even took great joy in the teasing that you gave me. So it's wonderful to have you back. First of all, why don't you give a little elevator speech about who you are in the John Hyatt fandom? And then I have a couple of specific questions, if you don't mind.
2: Wonderful. It is great to be back, Sylvan and Jesse. And I don't care how many John Hyatt podcasts there are out there. You will always be first in both not only in my heart, but in the John Hyatt fandom world. So uh, it's great to be here again. Absolutely. I gave an introduction of myself the last time when we did Buffalo River Home, which I still just, that was a great time. Thanks for having me. I am one of the admins on the John Hyatt fan page and we love your contributions. And I am very sad on the weeks when you're too busy to actually post the podcast. And I'm usually in the message saying, are we gonna get a podcast posted to the John Hyatt fan page this week? Come on guys, you can do it. Come on now.
1: I know so, y'all are busy.
2: But no, we I always love it. And you are never, ever wearing out your welcome. Just want you to know.
1: Thank you, Jamie. Yeah. To give a little feedback, December 5th, I started a new job. And my previous job, I actually had an office. And so it was very easy during a break to go to our podcast page and control C the description add a link to where the podcast is, go to Facebook, open it up, post it. And then, oh, there's a reminder. There it is. My new job, I have a cubicle. And my cubicle is my computer is facing where everyone walks by. And I hope my previous boss is not listening to this going, why the hell? How much podcasting work did you do at with us? And I'm going to say... We don't want to talk about that. okay? (laughs) I did tell my wife, Linda, I said, damn, when you've got an office and you can take a lunch and you can do. I I used to be able to do a lot of podcast shit during my lunch. And now then I'm so in front of her. I can't. Yes, (laughs) I I always feel guilty. And for for what it's worth, it's I have the same problem when I have a guest on Set Less Thing, Bruce, take a drink. And I always say, okay, your episode will be out Tuesday, your episode will be out Thursday, and when it's live, I'll send you a link, and it may be two days after it's live to go, okay, here's the link, because normally, the day it goes live, I would go in, do the same thing, pop it, and send it to them. That makes me very happy that you miss me and it also makes me feel just a little guilty that i'm not doing this my evil plan is
2: working my evil plan (laughs) is working
1: (laughs) very nice
0: don't feel guilty jesse because you are a co-host on this as much as i feel like i'm just hanging on your coattails all the time i will try to step up but jamie i really appreciate you saying that because I've always been a little bit nervous about making it seem like we're just taking over at the John Hyatt fans Facebook. There is no
2: taking over. We're one big happy family. So please, please post every week because I'd like to put my little two cents worth in there as uneducated as it may seem sometimes.
0: Never uneducated. So if you don't mind, I would like to keel into that a little bit. So first question is, how did you become the one of the administrators along with Josefina?
2: I would say it actually started with Linda Morgan, who started the site. She and I were friends through the Avett Brothers pages. and I mentioned the Avett Brothers the last time I was on here, but huge Avett Brothers fan. And I, I have very eclectic taste. I grew up with Tom T. Hall, so I have very eclectic taste in music. And Linda and I were talking about the Avett Brothers just online. I don't think we've ever actually had an actual conversation ever, but and I said, I said, I've been listening to so much John Hyatt. I really love John Hyatt. Cause I've never even heard of John Hyatt or I might've heard of him, but I don't really know. And this was back in the days when you made mixtapes, right? So I made a couple of mixed CDs of John Hyatt. And I think making. it was Icy Blue Heart that she later told me is the one that just hooked her. And after okay. that, she just absolutely loved it. And then she went looking online for a John Hyatt fan page, and she saw that there wasn't one, and or if there was, it wasn't very active. There might have been one on there, but she said, "I'm going to make my own." So she made it, and then she said she messages the back, she goes, "I love John Hyatt, and you're an ad- admin now." <laughs> and so, and then Linda has stepped back because she's super busy, like Jesse. Yours, like you're so busy. She's stepped back and Josephine has taken over and Josephine is a wonderful, Josephine, we love you. If you're listening to this podcast, we appreciate you so much because as much as I like to get in there, I don't always have the time to really do it as much as I, I would like. And she's so wonderful with it.
0: Obviously, anyone who loves John Hyatt is a wonderful person, but I do find that sometimes social media brings out the worst and even the best people. And there is something pretty special, I think, about the tone that's maintained there. And I really appreciate the work that you guys do for that. So follow up question is, were either of you or do you even know about the Shot of Rhythm Yahoo group that was via email back in the day?
2: Is that where the John Hyatt Archive is now? Is that, because I've heard of that, but I don't know. I think I've seen that in email, like in a, some kind of an people archive. passing.
0: Somewhere. Yeah, I don't know if the archive lives anywhere, but the John Hyatt archives.com is one of the people who I met on the Yahoo discussion group. Emil Bastings runs the John Hyatt Archives. He also very kindly hosts my fan magazine that predated any of those things because it was on paper back when we had to actually communicate via mail with stamps and things like that. Both he and Jürgen Fellman, who has a perfectly good cigar site, and both are, of course, members of the John Hyatt fan page, I met first on Yahoo Group, which was moderated by, oh gosh, Victoria... I can't remember her last name and Peter Lycos. So those are some names that have been around in the John Hyatt fandom for a while. And I'm a little surprised that they haven't posted. Everyone has their feelings about Facebook in these days. And as I said, I really appreciate how you guys have maintained a really nice, warm and friendly place on that platform.
2: But really it's the people. And there've been very few times that I've had to step in a couple of times. Usually it's just, it, it's people that are trying to enrich themselves through sales that are against the rules. And that's the one thing I'm a hardliner on. Other than that, I just, let's all just be fans and love each other and accept each other for who we are. I think. But so I do I'm, I'm glad you... we don't, yeah. yeah,
0: I'm glad we don't count as selling ourselves when yeah. we're posting there. Oh, no, not at
2: all. No, that's a totally different thing. That's John. Yeah. That's not yeah. John.
1: So one of the things though, I, I am going to chastise you a little bit. Is you are not giving yourself enough credit. There are plenty of fan sites that can get very toxic that in you and the other leaders set a tone of their own there are no wrong opinions. Just because you don't care for a song doesn't mean someone else won't love it. That's one of the things we talk about this all the time. When we give someone a we give a song a one or a two-star song. We go, and if you disagree with this, please, we would love to have a rebuttal episode where you come on and explain why this song is a four to you or even a five, because I I would love to hear that story of this song that didn't connect to me does connect to someone else and why it does. And so I do think that I love the positivity and the great energy there and and i think a lot of that comes from the top down so great job
2: thank you that's very sweet thank you josephina thank you linda
1: yeah (laughs) they are i really agree yes Yes. Yes.
0: thank you ladies yes Mm -hmm. and i don't know as i've ever had my hand slapped so uh, thank you for putting up with me when i'm sure i deserved it a time or two
2: if you deserve it then i will do it on may 28th when we meet in real life in maine to go see john hyatt how's that oh you guys both have tickets for Yes. Yeah,
0: I have a shorter journey, but I'm very much looking forward to meeting Jamie and his family in the flesh. And uh, you can meet my mom and my aunt and uncle, who were vital to introducing me to John's music. It's going to be a real bring the family moment.
2: Cannot wait. Cannot wait.
1: And I am very excited. That's one of the things we're going to talk about after we finish visiting with you is I have, I have, I am going to New England, Linda and I. It's our 40th wedding anniversary, my 65th birthday, and we're celebrating it by flying into Boston October 5th and staying in New England and coming home Saturday the 12th. And I have spots where we're staying. I actually have hotel bookings and everything that we're going to give to Sylvan that I think she's going to be, oh, good, that's close. So we are hoping to, I'm sure Linda will be as charmed by Sylvan as I am, but I do think she will stick her down. You cannot spend three nights recording (laughs) podcast with Sylvan during our anniversary trip. I I would not allow that. I am perfectly happy going to dinner enjoying, but you cannot just record live episodes, which we would. And so we are hoping that there's going to be some fun music during that week that you're going to be able to like, hey, steer us that way. But we'll talk about that afterwards. Yes, we
0: will, and I certainly hope that I can introduce you to some of the local musicians. One of whom was actually an opening act for John Hyatt, and literally lives in the same town of 600 people as me.
1: Oh, how very nice! That's
2: awesome.
1: Yes. So anyway, Jamie, we are so glad that we did not scare you away the first (laughs) time you joined us, and you. So there you go, fans. Jamie can tell you this is painless. It's and it's even fun. So we blast. would love for you to come on.
0: And you don't have to wait for that one song that you think you want to join us for that happens to be in the T's. Repeat guests are absolutely fine. Come on for one that's early on in the alphabet and then you can come again later.
1: Yeah. And as I said, before we hit record, we have a guest coming up on a pretty special episode that was not a big Hyatt fan he just joined and then it was really fun hearing his feedback and his excitement about wanting to deep dive into the music so that's really nice and you there is a special blessing to finding a song that you haven't spent a lot of time with and spending time enough to discuss it you it it stretches different muscles right yep absolutely all right anything else before we get to just the facts discuss the facts then okay
0: tonight we are discussing find you at last which happened to be track number nine on master of disaster one of 11 tracks on that album it is the fourth that we have discussed from master of disaster and i don't usually mention this but the three so far have either been rated three or four stars so a very strong album and i don't think this will change that rating It Master of Disaster was John's second album for New West Records. His 17th studio album happened to be released June 21st, 2005, produced by Jim Dickinson and backed by the North Mississippi All-Stars, two of whom were Jim Dickinson's sons, Cody Dickinson on drum and Luther Dickinson on guitar. It was recorded in Memphis, Tennessee. And I'm going to go ahead and get our Mike Elliott take a drink moment. Out of the way right now, I'm going to quote his book. If you don't have it, run to your bookstore right now and pick up Have a Little Faith, the John Hyatt story by Mike Elliott. And Mike Elliott writes, find you at last allows Hyatt to indulge his inner soul man while playing homage to another legendary Memphis icon, Willie Mitchell. Even here, however, it's just messy and raw enough to avoid being a lifeless film. Sexism- facsimile of the high sound. So just to round out just the facts, there are a lot of musicians credited, but this is not one of those liner notes that they are very specific about who plays on what song. So I'm just going to throw out some information. Jim Spake was on saxophone. Jeff Calloway was on trombone. Scott Thompson was on trumpet. Joe Salmon Burger was on tuba Thomas T-bone Tommy Burroughs was on violin which I don't think is on this track and as far as covers go I didn't find a lot but there is a lovely version from a musician from the UK called Matthew Boyle uh, which I think is really worth listening to when we get into how adaptable this song is he puts a really different spin on it which I wasn't even sure how to uh classify but it's almost a completely different genre than what john's version is so definitely check that out and i'm interested to see your guys opinion about that but that pretty much rounds out just the facts for find you at last
1: all right and we're going to take a break but in a moment we need to tell coming up we actually have two signed copies of have a little faith by michael elliott to give away He has donated two signed copies and he says, however you want to give them away, do it. So I went, I have their Sylvan and I problem solved. But no, we are not going to do that. We are going to give it away to lucky members of our listeners. We just need to figure out how.
0: I also have to state for the record, in case anyone was wondering, Michael Elliott was kind enough to send me a autograph version in which he apologized for spelling my name wrong on the bibliography right in the uh, autograph. So it was very cute. And that almost made it more special. And I have my own already. Yes.
1: Very nice. Okay. All right. So hang tight. We're going to take a break and we will be back in just a moment.
3: I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner and Raycon offers a 30 day happiness guarantee. So. What are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash Pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order. Plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash Pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash Pantheon.
1: that because of your don't sell crap on my website that now that we have ads you're gonna go that's it you're done now Thank
2: different you. different situation all this is no <laughs> knockoff merchandise kind of uh, situation this is the real thing right here <laughs> yes so very nice
1: so i am really excited to talk about this song i did a deep dive on it today but I think we should start out, Jamie, what's your thoughts on this song?
2: I have to say, this album, I just absolutely love. That's not uncommon with a John Hyatt album, especially everything after Bring the Family. But this one probably, this album probably grew on me more than any others that I can think of in recent memory. It's a one-off because I put it in the same category as the Jerry Douglas album simply because of the personnel. And I kick myself constantly because like you both, I'm really busy. And unlike my younger days where I just immersed myself in music, I just don't get that opportunity. And if I did, and I my goal is to immerse myself in some of the North Mississippi All-Stars music because I absolutely love the entire vibe of this album. I just love the instrumentation. I'm not a musician like you guys, so I can't break it down, but I know what I like, and I like this album. It, it's just- If
0: I can put a plug in for their Shake Hands with Shorty, it's a great album from start to finish that I think you would enjoy, and they also have some great live compilations out there, but that's where I'd start.
2: It's just, yeah, it's just a fantastic- and you didn't mention David Hood. He was on this album too. He played bass on this album, um, and he is- Patterson yes. Hood from the Drive-By Truckers is his son, actually. Yeah. He's, he's been around a long time and very well-known bass player, musician, singer, songwriter. But yes, I have got to get into that. If you would please message me with the name of that, because I want to get that album. I just absolutely love that whole vibe with those guys. And and I think on this track, especially, not especially, because there's several tracks that that hit me the same way, but there's nothing about this song that I don't love, truthfully.
0: How about you, Jesse? Throw you back in the hot seat.
1: First off, I want to say that drive by truckers, therefore Jason Isbell. So we got that connection. The, uh, yes. Um, and his, the father you were talking about was actually very instrumental with Jason getting him in the drive by truckers that the documentary, they talk about that. Yeah. I thought it's another odd album cover that (laughs) you go, okay, it's not, it's better than coming out of a zipper, but it's fun and it's a great album. It is and I think one, I'm really glad you brought this up. Sylvan, because we don't normally and I maybe that's not a bad idea for us to think about, like, how is this album ranking? And maybe in season three in 2030, uh, we'll go through each album and and we'll rate the albums from one to five because we can't run out of things to talk about. I love this song. I love the time with it. It I think it's going to be really interesting when we go to give it a rating and I'm once again going to be stuck with there's no half rating. So it's going to be interesting how we do. So Sylvan, how about you?
0: Um, To echo you guys, I love this whole album and I think this song is a great example of what makes the album special, that it's a very different sound. It is honestly not what you think of when you're introducing someone to John Hyatt and someone says, oh, what kind of music does he play? There's this whole brass section that is very unusual for John, although not unique to this album. There's youthful energy, which I'm not going to get into the whole business of the guitar midlife crisis thing. Oh, whoops, I already did. But there was a lot of press around the time about how John wanted to have Jim Dickinson produce, but he said, what I really want to do is play with your kids. And that's how he put it. And I think it's really sweet how that synergy worked. And when they toured in support of this album, the North Mississippi all-stars were the opening act and did a really high energy, their own originals and then took the 15 minute break and then came on and performed some more. And I think I already told the story of meeting them on the beach in Hampton beach, New Hampshire, but it's something to save for another day. If I haven't. So I, I love the energy of this. I love that even though it doesn't sound like when you're trying to define John Hyatt, what you would describe, but it's still hundred percent him. And it's definitely true of the lyrics. I think he does something really different with all the songs and it, it builds in a way that John's best albums do that. It is greater than the sum of its parts.
2: And if I may add about the album cover, if I remember correctly, Sylvan or Jesse, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that the album cover itself was due in part to the fact that Jim Dickinson was a huge wrestling fan. And they
0: actually both are, John and Jim. They started and, bonding and, over. And that.
2: Jamie too, but Jamie back into classic Memphis wrestling, which is I think where where Jim draws his from. Uh, yes, that was some fantastic wrestling back in the day. It's unwatchable today for me, but back in the day, it was amazing.
0: <laughs> that is funny. I never got into that. When I heard John was into it, it's like, oh, maybe I overlooked something. And I'm like, man, that's okay. John can like that and I don't have to like it.
1: And that Memphis, the one of the things that, because my son Chris is continues to be a huge uh, wrestling fan, and I'm lucky how... <laughs> If you have a really good friend, they will, you will select certain songs to play for them, right? Mm-hmm. So you can get them. He is really good at, hey, dad, and he will show me a the promo that the wrestlers are doing. And he always picks the right one that I go, thank you. That was because sometimes you watch things for your family that you go, it's important for you that I watch this. And that's why I'm watching it. It's important for you for like, I really do not care about this Bruce Springsteen song, Jesse, but I know you need (laughs) me to hear it, but he's picked really good ones. And one of the things that he talks about is the tales from the territories that before WWE there, everyone had this little individual fiefdom and they were massive in that area. And so Memphis and Jerry Lawler and all that is goes back. So yeah, that's a lot of fun. All right. I think let's get to some lyrics. Jamie, do you have the lyrics
2: in front? And we'll guess yes, first. Sir, okay. Oh, you want me to go first? Please. Okay. We were coming down the old turnpike. Horse hooves pounding, sledgehammer night. You can tell them anything you like. I was there with you, baby. Intriguing
1: so, stuff. Yeah. It is. And considering falling down the cumberman. Right. The Trail is also on this album. So I love this. So uh, initial thoughts, either one of you.
0: As I said, it's it's intriguing and it's different. And I talk about really loving the John Hyatt songs where it's exactly what he's talking about, even if you... Might be on a different track, but he's best when he's a storyteller and he puts you into a place where you not only feel like you're there living the experience with him, the characters intimately, like Trudy and Dave. You can see those people, even though he never describes really what they look like and so forth. This is very different he's obviously talking to someone and he's talking to someone with a certain level of intimacy because he's calling them baby, but who is the, tell him anything you like that he's referring to. And are they on a literal turnpike? Are they in a car? Are they driving a horse or what is going on? I think that feeling continues for me through the song which I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I will say that it for Sylvan is a positive, not a negative, this kind of almost dramatic tension of narrator and listener, not quite being on the same wavelength. How about you gentlemen? My
2: my first impression of this is that these are two people who, as you say, had shared some level of intimacy and They were living life to the fullest. And that's not necessarily a a negative thing or a positive thing, but they were living hard and they somewhere along the line seem to have had some kind of divergence in their paths, uh, in their path together anyway. And um, because
0: you can't find someone unless they're first lost.
2: Yeah, but you can tell them anything you like, meaning you're not, I, I get the impression you're not with me anymore. You're Whoever you're with, you can tell them whatever you want about our history, about what we were doing. But I was there. I know what we were doing. I, I that's think that's, I think.
1: A, yeah, I take that as exactly the same thing, right? You can tell them it was just a fling or it was just a casual, but I was there. I knew it. we burned hot, we burned fast, or whatever it is. Um, I, I love this beginning that... The whole idea, horses' hooves pounding, sledgehammer night. It is live fast, right? It is just it's, we're 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 going. I can't drive fifty-five, right? That's we did not expect that uh, song on this, and here we go. You want the next verse, there, Sylvan?
0: I'm wondering what people should do when we mentioned David Lee Roth on the podcast. Is that's not going to happen? Yeah, often. not very
1: often. Yes. <laughs>
0: exorcism okay Uh, yes i will take the next verse silver and diamonds and a skin full of tears the road narrowed then it disappeared maybe you figured you might wind up someplace like here acting like you never cared for me baby so i think that does get into the theory that you proposed jesse that it's a relationship in the past and he's vocalizing a little bit of defensiveness of who's to blame for it being in the past and what went wrong and so forth. But I do think it's very open to interpretation. And it's another one where I think like the best blue songs and really the best songs of at any genre, he could be talking to a romantic partner. He could be talking to a family member, or he could be talking to a version of his past self. And I I also, it's a trope that comes up in so many songs about roads. Obviously, we have the open road and all those things. But the way he describes the road narrowing and then disappearing up here in the hills of Vermont, warning, Jamie, you could very easily be following a map that looks like it should be able to take you over a mountain. And then all of a sudden, what the heck just happened I'm looking at rocks and there's no definition of the dirt road that I was on. It's just nothing. And it's a, a weird feeling that I think really does tie into the feeling of a relationship, like changing and disappearing on you quickly.
1: Yeah, I love this idea that maybe you've moved on to a new life. Mm-hmm. And let's be overly dramatic. You're driving the minivan, you're getting the kids to school. Or if you're the guy, you're working a, an eight to five job where you have to wear a tie every day and being excitement is ordering pizza on Saturday night. And you're acting like you never cared for me. You acting like you were not born to be wild as I continue to bring out other song lyrics, right? And I love that idea that I thought you might end up there because maybe if you, and I'm reading intellects, maybe if you try to acknowledge what you used to be, you might know how much you're missing that person you used to be. Right? And I think you can tell two different stories of sometimes I like driving a minivan and i like this calmness there was some excitement and everything but this life i have doubt is real and it's stable and it is it is basic and good versus wild and flashy and
2: and we don't know yet what's going to go on i'm fascinated I, by the first line silver and diamonds and a skin full of tears silver and diamonds i get the impression that she has moved on And perhaps her life on the outside materially is better than it was when she was with John and and they were doing what they were doing, whether that was the drug days or whether that, whatever that might be the
0: shiny and precious. Yeah.
2: The skin full of tears. I, I always think, is that him thinking of her, how she has to be sad that she's no longer with John? Is that John having a skin full of tears as he's trying to find her? And it's just, I just love, it. I just love the it. song. It's just trying to figure out where he, where John was thinking. And we're probably nowhere near what he was thinking, but nevertheless. I love right. It.
0: <laughs> right. It's all about what we hear. So exactly. exactly.
1: Yes. So now you shake me off like the dust your boots are wearing. The leather soft, but I'm cold and fast. Makes me cough till I feel my lungs are tearing. I'll never rest till I find you at last, find you at last. I, it's been a while, but there was a time when I did have a favorite pair of cowboy boots that did feel just perfect when you put them on, right? It was the first expensive cowboy boots I had bought and something not from Payless or, and they were incredibly soft leather and they were, sorry, our vegan friends and they did they felt soft and comfortable and they felt good but there is that i'm cold and fast the idea of that you you don't always have as good traction with the the boots and i love that he is our narrator is saying i'm not gonna rest till i find you at last i miss you in my life and i need to find you to get this now the question is is that a good thing or the person he's pursuing or not. We don't know. How about you, Sylvan? Have you had a favorite pair of boots in the winters (laughs) in Vermont that you go, yes, they're keeping me safe and warm and I'm not slipping on the ice?
0: Our boots don't really have that warm and fuzzy feeling. It's more a utilitarian thing that, you know, but yes, a good pair of boots are definitely a necessity. I just wanted to jump in with you guys about this idea of mourning the relationship, or was he saying that he's not letting go of something? I I did find that I could listen to this song and I had it on repeat all day and hear both someone who is stuck and not wanting to admit that a relationship is over. And then sometimes I heard someone who was 100% okay with the fact that a relationship was over, but not willing to say that because it was over, it's a mistake. And I I think some of what you were alluding to, Jamie, is that There are people, and I think it's mostly when we're younger, that we think a breakup happens and, oh, that person's dead to me now. I can't think about that relationship because it's part of my past and I want to shut it off. And I think that's who he's talking to is treating him that way. And he's saying, hey, it doesn't have to be like that. I can find you the memory of you and find comfort in it, even if We're not together today. Um, So when he's talking about shaking me off, but I'm not going to arrest until I find the comfort in the memory of us or I find the meaning in the relationship with us, even if it's not still here in the present. But I might be getting ahead of myself with that.
2: Yeah. Jamie, thoughts? I'm going to throw you guys a curveball here. The other way I have looked at this song is, besides the way we have talked about here, is what if it's not a person at all that's looking to find this person? What if it is that cold draw of addiction that someone uh-uh. has kicked, someone has kicked it, but it's always there lurking in the shadows, wanting to get back. You've got silver and diamonds, but you remember how good it was with me kind of thing. You know what I mean?
0: I absolutely that's, think that could be a draft, yes.
2: Yeah, that's the other side of this that isn't quite as lovely, perhaps, as it, but it just seems like there's that almost a desperation about this song that could be what it is.
0: Which I, I think, depending on the addiction we're talking about, the next verse could definitely play into that.
1: Yeah, and the only other thing I made me think of, Sylvan, you're talking about the past relationship is... This weekend, the 2008 Ryan Reynolds movie, Definitely Maybe, was on. I ended up stumbling into it, and the for those of you who have not seen it, the premise is he's talking to his daughter, and his daughter wants to know how he met her mother. And he and his wife are going through a divorce. And so he tells the story about three past lives and makes her guess who which one is his mother, which one is her mother. And so it's very sweet. And. And Abigail Brinson is the one who plays his daughter, and she's this is not a happy ending. You guys are getting divorced. There's no way this could be a happy ending. And he whispers to her, you're the happy ending. Mm -hmm. and it's a very sweet movie and uh, I won't spoil the ending but it's it and so the idea that I love the idea of having this sense of if it was a relationship it's no longer there but I think it was important to both of us right you can't the things that we learn the experiences we have helped us make who we are now and even if we talk about addiction, I thought and I brought this up before. I thought it was amazing when John talked about how his addiction saved his life.
0: until it, it didn't
1: it. because he was overweight, he was unhealthy and he, this. And so he it served a purpose till it didn't and then he changed. And I think that's a very healthy method of dealing with, um, once again, as I always talk about, Better Days is one of my favorite Springsteen songs, which is about enjoying the journey. Knowing all the turns and twists and turns in your life and how it works. So, yeah, great. So, Sylvan, you mentioned, so I'm going to skip Jamie this time, let you do the episodes, and let's talk about how this next verse may be about addiction.
0: Okay. Now the ground we've covered, cracked and spit with rain, not enough here to fill the smallest vein. Be all right if this God forsaken terrain just dried up and blew away. The ideas of veins and what you can f- fit or fill in that I, I think is evoke evoking a certain kind of drug addiction and drying up and blowing away people talking about putting their lives up their nose. It's the song really goes back and forth between different images that just when you feel like you've going on this journey and you understand where the person is, he takes a little bit of a real curveball and a turn. Just before we were talking about coughing and leather and boots. And then all of a sudden we're in this, godforsaken terrain and is he barefoot now because the boots are no longer here or why is he talking about this wide open space as opposed to the narrow road gentlemen any thoughts
2: i'm gonna i, I agree 100 percent with that you covered the addiction part i think The other half, the other side, the other interpretation of this song that I go back to all the time, back and forth, like you say, is the severe drought that you see in Texas. We see periodically in certain parts of the country, and you see the ground literally crack, and there might be a tiny bit of rain, but it's not enough to fill the veins in the earth that break with that crack. And I liken that to the relationship that was obviously in many ways one of great attraction, but probably one of not great uh, benefit as far as healthiness to the participants, which is why I think maybe she got away from the relationship and he's not so willing to do. But I think he's looking at this from the perspective of we covered a lot of ground, a lot of horse hooves pounding, sledgehammer we ran ourselves through it and this is what's left we we basically destroyed the ground that we're walking on and it's god forsaken terrain and what if it just drove uh, just dried up and blew away because there's nothing there's nothing else here
1: yeah i know if we go back to our college history courses maybe even high school history they talk about how and the dust bowl right we over we overplowed the fields we overplanted we did not give the time back. Yeah, yeah to come back and to figure out how that you were able to later give rotate your fields so doing different crops or different things you could grow you just keep drove it over until all the nutrients are out of the town. F- and it is that texas heat where there's you just see that dry blown up and even like you'll see someone trying to water the ground and it just absorbs and it's like you didn't even touch it so yeah i once again we we talked about and by the way i quoted us sylvan in um in a different podcast where i said sometimes It isn't a great song or a great TV show or a great movie, but it has a five-star line in it or a five-star scene in it. This may not be a, this may be an over. on a scale one to two, one to five, a two episode, but this one scene of this TV show is a five-star and I love this verse right here. There's so much imagery in this and mm-hmm. so much to share that we have we have taken everything out of this relationship and we've not put anything back necessarily maybe. And mm-hmm. it's just there's nothing left. there's there's nothing for the roots to catch on.
0: So when I'm talking about that there isn't really a clear picture or a clear story with a beginning, middle, and end, there's also very few songs, even in John's catalog, that evokes the feeling so vividly and unmistakably. Like, it, you can listen to this song casually, and you still have that little bit of unease that these images have their way of working into your subconscious. It, it, you. Can take any phrase out of the whole and it perfectly represents the entire feeling. And it's not also not repetitive or feeling like he's beating a dead horse, pardon the who's prince, whatever, that he's saying the same thing over and over again, but he's saying it in such different ways. And that's the point that there's no escaping these feelings.
1: Yeah, and I think one of the things that I love about this is he's keeping us guessing. Mm-hmm. Was this a positive experience <laughs> or was it a negative experience? What is it? And so I love the. And if I can actually just yeah.
0: interject there, that is also something I love because it's pointing out something that we often don't recognize until we've experienced it that it doesn't have to be happy and wonderful for us to get obsessed with it and to want to keep on going back to i don't know give perspective or all those kind of you have to make sure that you are maintaining the master of disaster keyboards or whatever that it's really that not someone who thinks that they are, can do something pretty and then they get all of their dirty jeans and mudslides him perfectly printed out or anything like that. It's really about you're going through life and people have different interactions with people, some of them positive and some of them negative, And you never really know if the person that you shake off is devastated or not particularly worried about it at
2: all.
1: Yeah. Jamie, anything to thoughts for, I jump in too.
2: No, I agree exactly with what Sylvan said. There's so much that we take for granted every day of our lives that could be the world to somebody else. And so is that where, Is that what's happening here? Is this someone that's moved on from him and he doesn't understand how he can, she can just shake him off like dust on her boots because this means the world to him.
1: Yeah. And the other thing I thought's interesting, the idea that sometimes we hang on to something that is painful because we think the unknown is even more painful. Absolutely. Better than devil, better the devil. Right. And so I think that's something else that we very important in this. All right, Jamie, you want to get the next verse for us?
2: Sure. Maybe my memory's just not right, but we've been baptized by fire and light, eaten by the earth, swallowed up by the night. I don't care where you think you're gonna stay, baby. <laughs> Jamie? Powerful. Powerful. It's evoking religious imagery, and this obviously is such a strong and powerful relationship to him. He's saying, maybe my memory is not right. Why is that? Maybe it's because of what they were doing. Maybe it's because of time. Maybe it's because he's just despondent about the relationship being over. But if his memory is right, they were baptized by fire and light. They were sanctified. They were in a it was like a a perfect kind of situation as far as he's concerned but at the same time there's this eaten by the earth swallowed up by the night we were so caught up in whatever it was we were doing I can't imagine that it ever ended because we were so for that moment in time so together and I don't care where you think you're going to stay now baby because I'm still going to find you
1: I love when a musician uses that baptized. It it is such a strong visual word baptized in these waters. And. We also I've seen fire and I've seen rain, James Taylor, this whole I've been baptized by fire and light, one could be. And I love that it could have been by darkness and light, but you think fire as in forging you, but then also light cleansing you it, and the eaten up by the earth, by my journey. And that swallowed up by night is just another strong core ver- verse. And if this is, this is a very powerful story that he's saying to this whoever he is speaking to, whether it's a fellow lover or as we talked about, maybe an addiction or maybe something else. Sylvan, any thoughts?
0: Everything you said as a recovering Catholic myself. Yeah. And anytime memory comes up, I am all in. And I love that he's basically saying, I am an unreliable source. Maybe my memory is just not right but I'm hundred percent sure about all this and something that came up a, a lot for me when I was recovering from my suicide attempt, when I had my memories wiped out is that even if you couldn't remember specifics about what happened, you had the animal brain, reaction to things that you knew when things would really stress you out you knew what you were still afraid of even if you couldn't remember why and you can remember things that made you sad even if you couldn't remember the stories that go along with them so when he's talking about being eaten up by the earth swallowed by the night and those feelings of complete loss of control and then pointing out to his partner i hear in that that we have gone through these things together. And just because I don't have the specifics in mind, I know that what I'm remembering feeling is 100% true. And you were there. And I don't know how you think you can escape these things or walk away from these feelings that I'm still traumatized by. I don't know where you think you're going to stay.
1: And I think it's a really... It is a very strong narrative wrapped in a very enjoyable musical tune. If you it's a toe-tapper. To, yeah, if you want to, and I did do that at, at work today. I, I was doing some work where I didn't have to be on the phone, and I had this on repeat, and the song is very enjoyable musically you as you said a toe tapper and it is a once again a wonderful blend of this depth and story with a really interesting melody that's enjoyable to listen to yeah any final thoughts
0: we've got some more or you're saying Oh, yeah, about yeah
2: before this and then yeah oh, uh, the next. one thing i'll say is it's better than farther stars okay
1: <laughs> <laughs> or father stars all right <laughs> yes continue let's see right. so
0: we go back to the chorus. Right.
1: yes i've been searching for an answer right did it did i lose my place yeah, no nothing. i think yep, yep after the chorus. Yeah. I've been searching for an answer. What a waste of time. Should have picked your trail up sooner, but I couldn't stop the pain that was breaking up my mind. I love the idea of wasting time that we should have been, We I should have been, whatever this is, I have been should have been addressing it sooner. I've shot, but then I often think that we don't know that it it may be the right time and you just don't realize it, right? If you had tried to do it sooner, things would not have been the way you necessarily thought, right? There is a time for every season, for every reason. Yeah. Any other? Yeah.
0: We usually don't talk about the musical side of things when we're going line by line, but I love the change that happens here, I think I could be wrong that he goes from a minor chord to a major chord. And there's a feeling of this openness that happens when he hits this. And I I don't even know if it technically is classified as a bridge, but there's like this kind of hard rain down and out, like frustration feeling. And then all of a sudden he like almost throws his hands up saying, I've been searching for an answer, but it, it I'm not searching anymore. Or there was just like a, a, a real shift in tone. And I love how that works because I, every time I was hearing this song, I felt myself breathing a sigh of relief when we got to this part of the song that like, when you admit that you're wasting your time and you're not going to do it anymore, all of a sudden you have all the time in the world because you're not throwing it away. You're taking it for yourself. And when he says he couldn't stop the pain, that's a past tense. So it's implying that the pain is going to cease either now or shortly in the future.
2: Jamie? I'll save it for the last verse because I have another theory still. Okay. <laughs> Good. Okay. But yeah, yeah, I love it though. I, I agree with what you said, Sylvan. It just that is such a powerful part of the song.
0: hmm Yeah. So should I go on to the
2: Yes, please.
0: Next one. So I found some open country. I forgot the past. I don't care if you don't want me, because nothing matters anymore, baby, till I find you at last. I love the ambiguousness of him saying that it doesn't matter if this person doesn't want him, yet he's still pursuing them. And it's not in the police, every breath you take kind of stalkery way. I never get the idea that he's at all threatening to this person. I really take it as he's trying to find meaning into what he had with this person, with this substance, with this part of himself, however we want to fill in those blanks. But I'm really going to project and make this too personal, so forgive me, gentlemen. It was about 10 years almost exactly before this album that I attempted suicide and I lost a good portion of my memory. And the hardest part for me after that was trying to... Step back into the life being a year and a half behind all my peers in high school, which is might as well be a lifetime when you're talking sure. about a year in high school. Absolutely. And at some point, I did get to that point that I let go of who I thought I was and who I thought all the people around me were because they were no longer them. They had moved on. And when you think about someone who you love very dearly moving on, that can be very painful until you get to the point where you realize that you don't want anyone, including yourself, including the people you love the most, to be stuck in one place. And so when he talks about, I forgot the past, I don't care if you don't want me, that really brings me back to that place of it doesn't matter that these people don't really want to be around me anymore, that we're going off on our different directions. We're heading off to college Um, in the best way that it doesn't matter, that I found the peace in the memory of those people. And I still can think back to the times that we were really close and really depending on each other and find comfort in those past selves and not have to have the present be what I find I can find the peace of mind in the memory of someone
2: Jamie it sounds like he's trying to come to resolution he's trying to come to terms with whatever it was but I'm not convinced that he's really there he in the verse before what a waste of time I've been searching for an answer I'm so frustrated and so then I found some open country I forgot the past. But will he remember again tomorrow? Because it seems sure. to be something that's so ingrained and in something very deep, something very, either something very happy or something very traumatic or a combination of the two. Because still, even though he's found the open country and he's, quote, forgot the past, nothing matters anymore till I find you at last. Still, that's still underlying everything. And, mm-hmm.
1: and a little bit of this reminds me of, the movie Castaway at the end, when uh-huh. Tom Hanks character talks about he comes back and um his Helen Hunt had moved on. Right. Uh-huh. And he said, that's sad. But she was at the island when I needed her. Uh-huh. Right. The memory of her, the knowledge of her was there when I needed her. And so and she
0: the- admits to him that he was the love of her life. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that she's going to rewrite the life that she had to live in his absence. Yeah, it's yeah.
1: And and so I, I so you wonder if. And I'm trying to take this from a positive way, right? This idea, nothing matters anymore, baby, till I find you at last. Do you need to tell this significant person, you know, closure, right? Do <laughs> I need to tell them something? And it's more important me telling them and letting them know I'm okay. And not necessarily what I need back from them. Right. Uh I, I think that's interesting. And anything else before we go on? All right. And then we go tonight, you're sleeping on a cold dirt floor and in my dreams, I'm crashing through your door, but you don't recognize me anymore. Do you baby? And then it's till I find you at last, find you at last, find you at last, baby, find you at last. Is in his dreams he's rescuing her? But then even in his dreams, he realizes that she may not need him, won't recognize him. I, it's This is very ambiguous uh-huh. of is this a positive thing? Is it a negative thing? It is. I think it's I think once again, listener- Listener's choice of how you want to interpret this.
2: I think the song is so brilliant. because There's so mm-hmm. many ways to look at it. But what the first thing I think of is tonight you're sleeping on a cold dirt floor. And I'm thinking to myself, the first thing that pops into my head is, is this person deceased? Is this somebody that this whole time, this whole thing has been about the memory of the, the life that they had together? But yeah. now that person's gone. And in his dreams, he's crashing through that coffin that she's not going to recognize him anymore. That's, that's theory number three. Okay. Yeah. Or the
0: door to a different dimension or yeah.
2: Yeah. Or has, did she leave and she had the silver and the soft leather boots and the gold and the diamonds. And now Whatever it was has caught up with her and she's sleeping on a cold, dirt floor. Is she back into the throes of addiction or is she has she been kicked out of the life that she had left him for? That's the brilliance of John. There's so many ways to look at it, and I just wish I knew. I just wish I knew what he was thinking. (laughs) And (laughs)
1: I think the answer he would give is yes.
2: That's (laughs) yes.
0: Yes. Oh, he's so frustrating. Yes. and those lines too remind me of the story I was telling you about not being able to connect with my friends in high school. That I'm crashing through your door, but you don't recognize me anymore. At, at some point, you have to realize that you, you can't make someone think the way you do, you can't force recognition, you can't make someone have your experience of the same events, even if at the time that you went through them, you were experiencing the same way. If you run into someone at a high school reunion and you start talking about that story that you've been obsessing about for 10 years, and they're like, I don't even remember that. And you're like, it was it was like the most important night of our lives. And I, I hear that in the, you don't recognize me anymore. And that you have to make peace with that as an an adult, that like, but you're still searching for them. You're still trying to find that past self and connect all the pieces, the puzzle pieces of your past, other people's past, and how you all fit together.
1: So Andrew Hickey does a wonderful podcast, The History of Rock and Roll in 500 Songs. And one of his latest episodes was about a segment of the Beatles. He's done multiple versions. And this was the one about Hey Jude. So it covers the shears. And they talk about that after they had recorded Hey Jude, Ringo went to Paul and said, I'm quitting. I'm tired. It's you, George, and John. And you guys are all in a club and I'm not part of it. And I don't want to do that anymore. And Mm -hmm. Paul said, no, I thought thought it was was you guys. Yeah. (laughs) So he goes to George, the exact same conversation, goes to John, the exact same conversation. So Ringo said, screw it and went on holiday. But I, I think how often and it is it's enough that it's a trope that. You see in a movie, a TV show where this magic person in your life and they barely remember the scene, the incident or you Mm -hmm. and you. Oh, you were the one you were going to be the love of my life. if It worked out. And your name was again. Right. It just it is. I, I love that idea of and but you don't recognize me anymore, do you, baby? I And I think you certainly could. The theory of she's passed on to the next plane, who knows? What else? Anything else we need to visit about?
0: I'm really glad there was one cover because we could hear a different interpretation. I think depending on even... The tempo, the key that one decided to sing this in, all of these theories could either be that much more convincing or that much more you want to hear the other side of the story or the other interpretation. Yeah, those musicians out there, please pick this one up. its It seems like a lot and maybe it's a little bit fuzzy, the meaning, but bring your meaning into it
1: and remind just in case people weren't had forgotten the cover you really enjoyed was
0: a musician called Matthew Boyle from the UK and we will make sure that we it's on our YouTube playlist okay. for this song and i when we post the episode on the John Hyatt fan page i will repost a link to the youtube on there
2: very nice Great. good Great. All right. It's very interesting. Jesse, if you didn't hear that, it is a completely different interpretation, like Sylvan says, and it is, I, I could not look away. I'm like, it's almost like a different song completely, but I really enjoyed it, you know?
0: absolutely, nope. And that to me is the sign of excellently crafted song.
1: Yeah, that, exactly, yeah. 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 Okay, good, I, I will look forward to checking that out. All right. Final thoughts or do we know we throw in the numbers? <laughs> so Evil laughs. Yes. So do we want to do this live in front of Jamie? Explain our scale, Sylvan.
0: Jamie knows our scale.
1: Oh, no, well, never.
0: <laughs> but he has
1: a theory that you always only give the scale when it's going to be a certain number.
0: And I don't want to give the scale tonight, so maybe a that certain
1: tells them. So, are you saying Jamie she might have a tell? Yes, I think she has a tell. <laughs> okay.
2: All right, Jamie, you're gonna go first.
1: Yes, guess always first.
2: <laughs> All right. I I hate to be the easy grader here, but this to me, if the green-eyed meanie would allow it, it would be a four point five. Okay. But since I know that's not allowed, <laughs> I have gone back and forth between the four and the five ever since I knew I was going to come on here. And I've listened to this probably 50 times since what two days ago when we decided that I would come back. And just if you just look at the lyrics and based on our conversation and all of the different types of images that are evoked. And mm-hmm. all of the different interpretations and how many different ways this song can go. And the music, the North Mississippi All-Stars, it's a five for me. It's a five. And and I may, I may have said four yesterday, but the more I look at these lyrics and the more we talk about all of the different images and all of the different possibilities, it's a five.
1: Okay. I am scheduled to go first, according to the spreadsheet. So I would have gone into this thinking it's a three. And then I spent the day listening to it. And I said, I know it's not a five. And I probably would go a three and a half if we were allowed to. It's not quite a four level, but it's certainly better than a three. But if I have to choose between three and a four, and we know we have to, because we have a stern school marm. I'm going to give it a four. Okay. All right. Sylvan.
0: Similarly, I, when I saw it on the schedule and I set up the playlist and whatever, I was thinking, oh, that's probably a three because I didn't really stick in my head and my memory as much. And as we were talking and there are so many images in this song and it does feel poetic in places. I was thinking back to Jesse and my discussion about some of the uh, songs on 2-Bit Monsters, where we talked about, this feels like a high school student is trying to impress someone by writing poetry and throwing out a whole bunch of images. This is the other side of that coin. This is someone who has life experience, who doesn't need to explain to you exactly what he means, but you feel what he means, even if you don't completely understand it. And as I said, there is that moment in the song where... Everything opens up searching for an answer. What a waste of time. You feel freed from this angst of the past and trying to find meaning, which in our best selves, we don't have all the answers. We completely understand that we don't need all the answers. Life is about the questions. So that is the, does this song give me something that I didn't know about myself, didn't know about the world and people's souls. That always gives me an extra bonus point. And then you get all the musical stuff. And then we get that really neat cover version. So all of those things, it's definitely not a three, but I had to go searching for it. So it's a four.
1: Okay. And I respect your five, Jamie. And yeah. So, and I'm really glad you did this. Yeah. This was... So far, and we're only at the end of January, but we have talked a few songs. This is the most surprising song we've discussed so far this year to me. That Because a lot of them I have in my mind, I know what that's going to be. I know what that's going to be. I'm pretty sure this is going to be. And this is, like I said, I walked in going, eh, the first time I heard it, it's certainly not a one or a two that's probably a three. And then as I start listening to it, I'm like, wow, oh yeah, something. This was a nice little treat for me that I'm really glad, not only that I get to talk about it with Sylvan, but Jamie hanging out with us made it even more special. Thank you, Jamie, so much.
2: Thank you you. both for having me. It is a joy. You guys are wonderful.
1: Thanks. How Um, are you? All right. Anything you want to promote, Jamie? Anything, if people want to reach you, I assume head to the John Hyatt fan page and you are
2: there. I'm pretty prominent there. Yeah. That's the best place to reach me at. All right.
0: Okay. And Anything so- else? Are you on X or any of the other non-Facebook social media?
2: No, no. Okay. My, my summers are spent with Cardinal baseball and my falls are spent with Gator football. And other than that, it's just listening to music whenever I can get it in when I don't have to work which is most of the time.
1: (laughs) Very nice and very cool. Sylvan, how about you? If someone wants to reach you, what's the best way?
0: Probably the best way is to find me on Facebook, but I will remind everyone that we also have a Gmail. If you are one of those people who don't like social media for whatever, you can drop us a line and say that, hey, I'd really like to be On the podcast and we would love to hear from you perfectly good podcast at gmail.com you can even find our google site with the full list of songs coming up and i am sylvan green eyes on the evil x
1: so i am at jesse jackson dfw on x aka twitter you can hear me talk doctor who every other week on next stop everywhere And for Set Less Think Bruce, I had a fun one that came out today as we're recording this. This will come out in two or three weeks. But I had a very young singer songwriter from Liverpool, England. Hmm. And I talked to her. It was three in the morning, her time. It was nine o'clock, my time. She's, oh, I stay up late. And she talked about writing songs and how songs are not always just because she writes them doesn't mean they're based on truth. She was very charming. She has a new single out called Annie, and I was really impressed with her. So, guys, go back to Set Less Thing Brew. Look for her name, and I will pull that up right away. It is Kira Marsland. And she was very enjoyable. We had a lot of fun talking about it. And please go check out that episode and check out some of her music. She has a debut single coming out. She's working on an EP and her dad plays guitar on her band, her albums. And she likes to, she says she gets to ba- She gets to boss or bot her dad around when they're recording, nice. which is That's fun. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Thank you guys for listening. This means the world to us. Please go to iTunes, rate and review us. As he said, reach out to us to let us know what you love, what we're doing. If there's something you wish we wouldn't do, let us know that too. Can't promise we won't give Springsteen references in there, but I will try. And Jamie, you are welcome anytime. Thank Thank you. you. We just love spending time with you. Sylvan, we got another one and I'm excited that we keep going through this journey together.
0: We might make it to zero house after all, but we there's just plenty more to go. Yeah. Yes.
1: <laughs> so the only thing left to say is have a, have a little faith.
0: Have a little faith.
2: Have a little faith.
1: Bye.
2: Bye. Baby, we can come on home. Put
3: the cow horns back on the Cadillac and change the message on the of Barn.